on this final episode of the year, we get Christmassy and recommend the Christmas musicals you should be watching and listening to during the holidays, as well as look forward to 2021. This is The Oddcast. Welcome to the Oddcast. My name is Kian O'Dowd, and as you have heard, we have a wonderful show. In fact, a winter wonderland of a show for you today. I am, of course, joined by my co-hosts, as always, the icy Daniel Ryan and Adam Chandler. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I mean, true. Wow. True, absolutely, 100%. The most true of all of these I-based description words. There's a proper term for that. I'm not sure forgetting. <laughs> adjectives, as they're also known. I mean, yeah, yeah I think, I think sure. it's more adjectives starting with the letter I as opposed to I-based description words. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just trying to fill out the word content, the word count of this podcast. <laughs> we are not so short of content that we need filler of that nature. True. Spotify haven't started paying per word as of now. Or, or indeed paying at all. <laughs> Lest you be under any illusions, our streaming fees are actually in the minus figures. We have to pay Spotify to allow us to put this on. Um, but uh, as the man says, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Are we feeling festive? Yes, absolutely. I've, I've been getting in the spirit. I have, for the first time, watched The Muppet Christmas Carol. how is this the first time (laughs) like i i don't like if you said oh for the first time this year or for the first time (laughs) this side of summer i'd be like cool grand absolutely approve this but the first time ever ever you do wonder what people have been doing with their lives i just (laughs) whenever i hear these kinds of things you go what sequence of unfortunate (laughs) events were required in order for a man to attain several decades on this earth and have avoided, <laughs> and have avoided Muppets it. Christmas Carol. Several like how, in the lucid sense. How could, how could <laughs> well, you... At, le- at least two. At I know, least it's, two. I know yeah. it's a prox two and a half, so... Yes. But like, how could, you, how could you have like a, a broad view on life? How could you be trusted with any kind of commentary on social or political or economic issues, you know? Are your employers aware? Do they this? know? <laughs> like, you, like, you can now... You know you can never run for office because you haven't seen it, right? like That's how serious this shit goes all the way to the top it was actually in view of that ambition i decided to finally make time to watch it (laughs) you've got some good political advisors it is quite good i mean like i I was was going to ask like what are your impressions as a grown man seeing this for the first time i mean gonzo as charles dickens is an inspired casting choice (laughs) yeah but yeah like i i think the overriding thing was like obviously it's hilarious obviously uh, statler and waldorf as the marley brothers Jacob yeah. and Robert is incredible, but <laughs> like the music was a little bit lacking for me. I felt I like there's none of the songs I I think I'm going to be humming. You won't be introducing to your own repertoire. You won't be bringing to the pubs around the country to play them. <laughs> well, yeah, the next time I audition for a show, you know, circa 2030, uh, <laughs> I probably <laughs> I, I probably won't be singing. Um, mm. 
I, I, I was I was going to name one actually. I, I was going to name one, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, but, the music isn't the best. It's it's not it's mm. not something. If I compare it, if you, if you compare it to like Muppets Treasure Island, for example, or any other Muppets movie, like, there's always a good few ones in there. Whereas, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say if you compare it to and then name other musicals. <laughs> yeah. if you compare it to like you know contemporaries it's of getting the time. bar is just like Muppets <laughs> Treasure Island. <laughs> Muppets Treasure Island um, famously won 17 Tony Awards. Exactly. <laughs> And a hat full of Grammys. I mean, my God, it was it was and, and a primetime Emmy. Let's not forget <laughs> that. Oh. Yeah, that is depressing. But I'm glad that you have righted this wrong. <laughs> mm. Like I did need to turn to the depths of Disney Plus because you know with the plumbing <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> the depths indeed. Why? You What's know. so bad about Disney Plus? No, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I've, I've had to resort to kind of scrolling at least <laughs> three or four pages across because, you know, All there's right, no yeah. other way I'm going to be getting my musical fix uh, this Christmas, unfortunately, in terms of a live venue. But, you know, that's not to say that there is absolutely nothing happening in terms of the amateur musical world in Ireland because there have been a flurry of online concerts in recent weeks. Uh, some with the Christmas theme, some without support. Leash mm. Music Society uh, put together a virtual at-home concert a couple of weeks ago, which I think is still available to stream on the Dunamay's Art Centre website. Um, and then St. Agnes Choral Society just uh, this past weekend had uh, a, the Christmas Story, a, a special Christmas event, which was streamed. And then we have Sean Gilligan Performing Arts uh, have got their Viva Las Christmas, which I have to say I'm intrigued by that title as as to mm. as to what that could mean um but that is on... so it almost uh, suggests a latin vibe as it were <laughs> or is it or is it elvis themed i, I i'm not say, sure i'd I'm... say of those two options i mean you're onto a winner with either so it's fine yeah <laughs> but if that is on december 23rd or as i like to call it christmas adam because it's the day before christmas oh, eve jesus wow. holy holy <laughs> moly well, there's there's a lot to unbox there now that's mm. <laughs> you know what considering it's christmas i'd say that joke really slays oh help no. me help me <laughs> <laughs> um and then you know i'll get my coat <laughs> both yeah. of you get the fuck off this now quickly <laughs> Um, and then, you know, there's some light at the end of the tunnel of the kind of the lockdowns and restrictions um, mm. is that um, Bravo Theatre Group have decided they're going to stage a version of chess in April. Uh, and they are looking for uh, people to volunteer themselves to be in their vocal ensemble, which which I, I think is going to be done virtually. It's a self-film uh, mm. kind of thing with then a small group of players will be filmed, I presume, in some kind of a stage environment. The details are are not quite public yet, but I'm I'm sure they've put an awful lot of time and have a you know have an awful lot of of work ahead of them to, to make it work. So I commend them and wish them the best luck. And if anyone's interested, I think there's details on on almost every Ames region's Facebook page. Or I think you can also go to www.bravotheatergroup.com. I think they've also hosted some information about it on their website. So. Uh, they are auditioning for, I think, all roles, yeah, um, as well as the ensemble. So if your interest is piqued, you can head over there. Very, very interesting. And obviously, we wish Bravo 
very well on that. It's a tough thing to do mm. to try to put something of that scale on because chess is no joke of a musical. No. And it's I quite mean, complicated. Like chess, the... I was going to say sport. Is it a sport? I, I feel it's, like that's... I would, that's I would definitely class it as a... I think I would class it as a sport, yeah. Yeah, I think if you have professionals competing in tournaments, I think you're... Like, what, like, if we're not calling it a sport, what are we calling it? <laughs> like, again, if dressage is a fucking sport, yeah. chess is a sport. All right? Pretty horses. 10-meter air pistol managed to get into the Olympics. <laughs> a dude with a BB gun shooting a can. Pretty sure watercolors used to be in as well. Like, so. Oh, yeah. Watercolors and poetry <laughs> yeah, used so. to be in. I think I think no, it's, I think it's definitely safe to say that chess is. A- and they, they took them out of the Olympics, I think, not because it was patently ludicrous, but because it was impossible to stop professionals competing in them mm. at a time when obviously all of the Olympics was strictly amateur. I just yeah. have this I just had this idea of like it rather being not being that, but being like chess players being like, I'm not I don't I don't care about frivolous Olympic games. I just want to play chess, y'all. Leave me alone. Like mm. <laughs> Although I do sort of, on a side note, I do have a lot of difficulty with something being in the Olympics where the Olympics isn't the pinnacle for that sport. Fair point. It's like mm. when you see people play tennis in the Olympics, they're like, yeah. they couldn't give a shit. They don't care. It's like, yeah. the, like golf in the Olympics. Nobody cares. That's true. Least of all the golfers. Yeah. So like you only <laughs> want it to be in the Olympics if it actually represents something really serious in terms of achievement so yeah. I, i'm with you dan let's get chess into the olympics yes i mean we fell down this rabbit hole because i was going to say that chess as a sport or an activity uh, mm. has surged in popularity recently because of the queen's gambit so i wonder <laughs> did that play any part but you know um there may be chess <laughs> uh, as a campaign for the olympics was was also on the minds of bravo theater group when they selected the show it'll be interesting because obviously bravo are putting that on we're putting on the last five years which of course you can find more information about on riverbank.ie including the portal for ticket purchases but it'll be interesting to see how many societies over the course of the season try to take advantage of those online platforms that are becoming more and more available to try to put some type of musical performance on, be it a review or maybe a show that involves a more limited number of people or whatever. Because there are going to be, I think, a huge number of societies who won't want to let the year pass completely. Especially those societies who who lost out last year, who won't want two full years to pass in a row without anything happening. I know that, obviously, putting on something on a smaller scale or with a reduced cast is not the ideal. It's not what anybody would want. But I think there are going to be a large number of groups out there who are thinking, look, it's better than doing nothing. It's much better than doing nothing. It at at least allows some type of involvement for our members. And the idea of doing a virtual ensemble is kind of an inspired choice to make. Or even you could see you could see the rise of like i suppose kind of if you could do it over a couple of nights but you know maybe have a different mm. production each night and it allows more people to get involved you know that kind of way yeah like there's so there's a there's a huge scope in terms of what societies can look to do now you know mm. they're they're no longer shackled by having to put on the same show for seven nights and have a fix you know there is you know people yeah. 
as as much as like you know people are lamenting the loss of live theater there is definitely so many opportunities out of this as well yeah and i i think that's the thing isn't it the societies who are going to get something out of definitely the first half of the year maybe the maybe the entire year itself are, are going to be the ones who are really trying to be innovative and trying to do what they can and make the best of the constraints that they're in. Because as you say, Dan, it's not a question of, well, every, everything is terrible. We'll just try and put something else on. There are opportunities. You, mm. can, you can look at it and you can say, oh, can we actually do something different than we normally do? If you're having a virtual ensemble, can we have more people than we would usually have involved? Totally. I, I, think it's, I think it's great. So fair play to them. And I really hope they do well sadly however we will not be able to watch that anytime soon so we are going to have to occupy our minds with something else and i was wondering if you could help me because i need some recommendations for christmas christmas is the time of the year where you actually can sit down and watch a couple of movies or listen to a couple of albums and this being the show it is what would your recommendations for musicals to watch or listen to over the christmas be give me your favorites i mean i've got to go all in on how the grinch stole christmas the 2000 jim carrey version ron howard directed I just and it's a musical before before you know people are fervently writing in saying but that's not a musical <laughs> it is I mean to obviously they it's do got, fervently write in <laughs> to whom it may concern <laughs> it's got you're a mean one Mr. Grinch which like the Jim Carrey version is the superior version of that song as much as ah, the 1960s well. one is really cool with the like that guy's voice is ridiculously low and there was a more recent version uh, for the Benedict Cumberbatch voiced uh, remake they didn't trust mm-hmm. Benny C to do his own singing uh, so they got Tyler the creator in to do a kind of a hip hop version it's kind of cool but it, it's 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 not Jim Carrey like like to me the Jim Carrey version of that song is is very similar to like the Robin Williams uh, hey, never had a friend like me from Aladdin just with all the different voices that are done and mm. I hold it in that esteem and anyone who doesn't is is wrong. Wow. And it also has Where Are You Christmas? Classic young Taylor Momsen. Yeah, she became a lot more rock and roll as time went on. Yeah, exactly. Before she was the 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 face of the pretty reckless, she was Cindy Lou Who. It's a great film to be fair. It got panned by critics when it came out. Yeah, but what do they know? Like these yeah. these are the same people who panned Bohemian Rhapsody, so <laughs> the song not the film the film is garbage oh sorry <laughs> i was very clever i was like is it the song or the film <laughs> yeah the yeah. film is tripe and yet somehow got nominated for best picture <laughs> like it just goes to show critics know nothing nothing yeah so grinch soul christmas fantastic film the stage musical i'm led to believe worth skipping Mm-hmm. that's a film recommendation now if you were to tell me to listen to a christmas musical album what would it be God. no i'm putting you on the spot here this is a musical that gets a lot of slack from proper musical theater fans i've i've often heard it be kind of mocked in discussions of of show choice for musical societies uh, but annie 
Annie I have listened to, which is allegedly, I mean, it's kind of Christmassy. Like Santa Claus gets a couple of name drops in there. Yeah, I, I re-listened to it recently and, and was kind of pleasantly surprised by like how many songs that were in there as I, I, I quite liked since childhood and have held up. So I obviously have been a host of this show since its inception. And by the reaction to both of those picks, it's been nice working with you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish you the very best in 2021. Mm. Yeah, we have we have some notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're reinstating your reputation as a basic bitch. <laughs> um. <laughs> glad, glad to have you back in the posse. Let's throw it over to Dan then and see. Yeah, well, let's. Let's see what an educated man has to say. <laughs> oh, no one said that. Um, so, wait, what's, what's the brief here? So, it's a. I want you to give me a Christmas musical that I can watch. Christmas musical. And I want you to give me a stage musical to listen to. Okay. So, a musical film to watch. And a stage musical soundtrack to listen to. Okay. I want to feel Christmassy. So you want to feel Christmassy. Okay. And the movie has to have songs in it, you say? Yeah. It'll mm. have to be a musical. Okay. At least two. I, I picked one that has two. The crucial thing is the songs have to drive the narrative forward. Oh, shit. Okay. No, scratch that. That's... <laughs> um, Wait, what were you going to pick? I was going to pick... It's not even... Well, like, literally, the definition of a musical is a song that drives the narrative forward. So, like, when Taylor Momsen is singing Where Are You Christmas, she's like, okay, so she's, <laughs> she doesn't have her Christmassy feeling. <laughs> and we now know that. Much like you this year, it seems. So that's why it's a good recommendation. That's why I'm, I need to feel Christmassy. It's just... I mean, my first... The first thing that jumped into my head, and there is snow in it... But it's not really necessarily set at Christmas or songs driving the narrative. But it's some like it hot because I just really like that movie. What does that have to do with Christmas? Uh, nothing. That's that's why. Like, isn't this obvious from the very top? Of this, I was like, I need to be a refresh on the brief from five minutes ago. <laughs> oh lordy, yeah. Come back to me on the film, and we'll talk about the soundtrack instead first. Okay, tell, tell me about the soundtrack. This is working really well as a bit, by the way. <laughs> 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 like, very... like Adam said, The Grinch, which is fully not a fucking musical, and then Annie. <laughs> and then you're like, I don't have a film. Uh, I'll just mention like a soundtrack, <laughs> which is going to be Rent as well. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for my. No. Well, for my movie, can I recommend like Billy Elliot Live? Because, like, that's. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it gets us out of this. <laughs> No, that's a terrible one. Uh, <laughs> well, meet me in St. Louis. I'm going to throw you a bone here. Just, yeah, meet me in St. Louis. Never, oh, Judy I've Garland. never seen it. Like, I can't what? recommend it. Oh, okay. That is crazy. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I was getting so much vitriol for having not seen The Muppets Christmas Carol. But you, like, you're sitting there in your glass house having not seen Meet Me in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, yeah. Put down yeah. your stone, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of them are okay. All right. Neither of them are okay. No, I have my recommendation now. It's fine. Uh, now, my movie recommendation is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Which I love, which I love as a movie because you can watch it at both Halloween and again at Christmas. So, you know, <laughs> double the fun, which is great. And it's surprise. I like, I only watched it recently, like maybe, well, I obviously watched it Halloween, but I hadn't seen it like. Oh, many, many years ago. It'd be like the first mm. time I watched it was only like in the last year or so. I'd never watched it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was like, I've been missing out on this hilarious bit of banter all my life. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of one of those ones that were kind of sent Tim Burton into yeah. stardom. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's what made him 
It's what made him big. And then that monstrosity of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory took him down. Oh, that's a that's the <laughs> we never heard from him again. That's the lowest of lows, right there. That awful, awful movie. But um, also, fun fact is that I think is it Danny Elfman is the singing voice of Jack Skellington mm. in it. Um, oh, yes. yeah, he provides the singing voice for it, and having done the music as well, which I was like, damn, Danny Elfman like doubling up on them credits, like so. Pipes too. He got some pipes on him. He knows how to do it. Yeah. And of course, you know, a bit of pre Home Alone, pre Shits Creek, uh, Catherine O'Hara as well, always goes down a treat. Oh. Um, the Queen of Christmas, it must be said, between that and Home Alone. I know, exactly. Like, just ruining that Christmas roost. So, yeah, so there's your, there's your musically driven movie that you'd like, you should watch. Cool. So, what's the soundtrack? For the soundtrack, I'm going to go with uh, the musical Promises, Promises, which is nice. by, it's a Neil Simon uh, musical. I think is it set like during the 50s, 60s kind of vibe. It has a real, from what I've seen of it, I've never seen it live, but um, they did a revival of it probably about, about 10 years ago at this stage. Sean Hayes and Kristen Chenoweth were the two leads. Mm. Oh. Um, Broadway. And it has like a real, it has like a real kind of... <laughs> even like pre-Brady Bunch, but kind of like, you know, like those 1960s sitcoms where someone would like fall over a stool and the audience would laugh kind of vibe off it. Like, like I love Lucy. Or... Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. Um, it, has, it is It is the same story as The Apartment, is it? I think so. He's basically like an amateur, like, I don't know, brothel owner. <laughs> like, it, it, it doesn't have like the apartment to me. Yeah. <laughs> he's an amateur brothel owner. <laughs> That's actually what he is. Like. He's, just like, he's just taking it up as a hobby. Like. He hasn't gone pro yet. <laughs> so am I am I right in saying now that the the actual plot of this is that he works in an office and that he allows his superiors in work to use his apartment to conduct affairs with their mistresses. That is absolutely 100% right. <laughs> that is such a fantastic way of describing. <laughs> but instead of that, he's an amateur brothel owner. <laughs> Anyway, why do you like it so much? It's really kind of the the famous song I think from it is Turkey Lurkey Time, which obviously got very kind of Christmassy vibes about it. Um, yeah, just talk about turkey. Turkey. And lurking. <laughs> turkey lurking. And but it's just it's a lovely kind of soundtrack. Just a lot of lovely, very nice, pleasant songs that you can easily digest your Christmas pudding to while lying on the couch, comatose. Well, I mean you'd expect that from Paul Simon, wouldn't you? Really? That's what he's known for. <laughs> Neil Simon? Oh, <laughs> yes you would expect that from neil (laughs) i thought it was a musical by simon from simon and garfunkel (laughs) like oh i didn't know he had written the music (laughs) based off their unsuccessful 1970s album promises promises little known concept album little known Okay, now hang on. You've been very judgmental throughout this entire segment. So you have tasked us with giving you suggestions, but I, I think it's only fair that you return the favor to us. Yeah. Mm, Having yeah. done all the legwork in this episode, I, I think I think you should you know pull your weight a bit. Yeah, punk. Well, <laughs> yeah, punk. Do you want to go? He's like, yeah. What do you guys think? But <laughs> yeah, that's Take that's away usually there. what I do. <laughs> as uh, as as Anton Ego says in Ratatouille. The life of a critic is easy. (laughs) (laughs) 
he risks very little. Uh, I'll go over two ones which are pretty well worn in my head. So my favorite musical Christmas movie, which is not to be confused with my favorite musical to watch at Christmas, that's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And while there is snow in it, it's certainly not Christmassy. But it's a fantastic movie. I mean, there are gifts. There uh, are. That makes it Christmas. There are. I think definitely they skip by Christmas briefly at one point. Yeah, I think think they even refer to having to make it through. Like, they're not happy about it being winter. And there's frankly not the vibe that... Uh, I want my my favorite is the I think it's 1954 musical White Christmas. Oh, starring Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, and Vera Ellen. Nice, and it is oh, it's just brilliant. It's so funny. Like, and my favorite bit is this whole thing Danny Kaye and Vera Ellen do this whole number about. How it's not dancing, it's choreography. Uh, and it's <laughs> it's just super. It's really, really good. It's it's such a funny musical. And and obviously the songs are are excellent. So but I, I have watched that to death. So which is why I've come looking <laughs> looking for recommendations from you. I'd hope they would have been better, but nevertheless. <laughs> How dare you? They are recommendations nonetheless. If anybody hasn't seen white christmas because funnily enough i don't think it's it's on tv very often you don't really see it on but i would really highly recommend it i think the songs are fantastic its stage adaptation is very good it's not as good as the movie but Mm -hmm. it is very good but that's not what i'm going to recommend to you in terms of listening Uh, i am going to recommend the musical she loves me and this is the uh, You've Got Mail musical, effectively. Well, yes, the You've Got Mail musical, if you if you want to call it that. It, <laughs> I do. It, it's <laughs> it's the much better version of that movie is the Jimmy Stewart one, The Shop Around the Corner. Yep. I too only like watching movies that came out before the television was invented. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually because I remember when it came out, it was actually just a series of sketches that you had to run together. <laughs> in order to, and you would imagine Jimmy Stewart's voice in your head <laughs> at the time. Which most people it was, could. It was quite something. <laughs> so you can imagine when the invention of the video camera happened, we were all <laughs> over the moon. But uh, it, that, that is a really, really nice movie, actually. For a Christmas, non-musical Christmas movie, Go watch The Shop Around the Corner. Really, really nice. It, and also features the wizard from The Wizard of Oz as the shop owner, Frank Morgan. Oh, okay. In the movie, I presume, not the stage musical. In the movie, that. yes. Not the stage musical. The whole, the whole thing for anybody who hasn't seen You've Got Mail or The Shop Around the Corner, obviously the more popular variant of it, is about two people who conduct correspondence through classified in a newspaper they meet each other when working at the same shop, but aren't aware that they're conducting this kind of romantic correspondence with each other because they don't know each other's real names. And obviously, as you might imagine, they quite dislike each other in person, but are madly in love on paper. Well, isn't that some premise? Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. (laughs) 
<laughs> but the music is by Jerry Brock, who you will know from Fiddler on the Roof mm-hmm. yes. and from another Tony Award winning musical, Fiorello. Oh, yes. Named after the once mayor of New York. Oh, so. I only know Fiorello because uh, it is in that club of musicals that have an exclamation mark after their name. And, <laughs> and which is why I you love to filter all musicals too. So anything that contains. I don't believe that Fiorello has earned that exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> but you feel Les Mis should have an exclamation point at the end. Line. Yeah. Or even Phantom of the Opera should have one, but not at the end. It should be like Phantom. Of the opera. What? So a second sentence starts after the word phantom, just so we're clear. And starting with of is a grammatical nightmare. Like what punctuation is going after opera? Phantom. Of the opera? I think a nice semicolon right there. And then a very small subheading to be worked out okay yeah <laughs> i foresee a new episode about <laughs> punctuation and its use in musicals <laughs> oh i'm all yeah. about it well your view on oklahoma's exclamation mark is that deserved oh completely but like listen to the the song oklahoma like imagine them singing that song without the exclamation yeah. mark there if no. it had a mere hyphen it'd be at a loss <laughs> peter yeah. out like a damp squib yeah okay so that's all of the recommendations that we have for Christmas musical movie and Christmas musical original cast recording. But there is one last thing I want to pick your brains on. And that is if you could take a Christmas movie, that's not a musical and turn it into one. What would it be? I mean, I I'm presuming for this fantasy exercise, we're like, Allowing ourselves like a Cameron Macintosh budget. It's not like what I would put on <laughs> Unlimited, <stage>. right? <laughs> I, 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 love, I love how that's where you've gone straight away. Like how, <laughs> how much how money much do I have to spend here? <laughs> this can't be no off-Broadway shit. Like this, yeah. this, <laughs> this is like basically imagine the budget that you had for original Spider-Man plus all the rewrites and put all that together. <laughs> and that's your budget for this thing. Like, you can get you two to write. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, for the small sacrifice of having you two write the music, yeah. we can have their money. God, that is that is such... Uh, mm. Like, obviously, there are loads of movie musicals that would make good stage musicals that, you know, maybe haven't been adapted yet, but that feels like cheating. It is. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's cheating. I mean, I have a real... I love... I love the idea of Love Actually, the musical, but I think it'd be an absolute mess from start to finish. But like, can you imagine how good the like Emma Thompson character song would be in, in place of... In fairness. Of or just fucking use both sides now. Like, why would you pick a different song? That would be incredible. Actually, yeah. That's a good one. And in fairness, I would come right at that moment. It's a kind of been like a five o'clock number. It's right towards the end of the show. You know, real heart-wrenching stuff. Okay, that's a definite in the pro column for Love Actually, the musical. Absolutely. And you have Christmas is All Around Me. You could definitely put that in yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, you could. I don't know how we can get a fresh hilarious take on that one, but I'm sure we can try. <laughs> so is, is that your choice? Oh. Uh, well, that's what Dan's picking. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go with yeah. that. I, I'm still on the fence. I think have we you, might have, you have to. Have you any other swimming in your brain? 
Well, it was either that. I don't know why I feel like see that one actually be good balance of making people cry and making people laugh because you know, the only one that came to mind was the Family Stone, which I don't know if you've seen. I have, that, oh, unfortunately, which is like um, Craig Nelson and Diane Keaton and a whole plethora yeah. of people. And again, but I don't. How well would it work? Actually, no, it'd be a really boring musical. Fuck that. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm sticking with Love. Actually, I've just decided. <laughs> I've just decided. I think Love Actually is good, and I think more importantly, I think it would make. Oh, bank. It would make. Bank. I was just no question. Say, I mean. Absolutely, that's that. That should have run for even in non-Christmas times. And here's what you call it: a musical, actually. Oh, oh. boom! Wow. Boom. boom, bitch! Get Cameron oh, McIntosh on the phone and get him okay. to give that man a job. Yeah. Well, if if he uh, isn't persuaded by Love Actually, the musical, mm. uh, he might be persuaded by The Holiday, the musical, the okay. 2006 okay. movie with Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet. Jude Law and Jack Black. Um, yes. And I would just recast Jack Black. Like, first of all, yeah, that's not straight, straight in. in. That's non I think he's down for I don't this care already. That's... I mean, having never spoken to him and knowing nothing about his <laughs> preferences for artistic work, I, I'm he's down yeah. for this. Like, despite the fact yeah. that it's 15 years later, uh, he's, he's absolutely got to be mm. in there. And actually, you could cast Kate Winslet too, because I only found out recently that she had a Christmas number one. She did. For the song from Anastasia. Uh, and that was her singing. I was so gobsmacked. It's like, If I Never Let You Go, is that the song? Yeah, it's... Or whatever it's, it's called. It's, whatever the, the song is called that she had a Christmas number one with, that's the song. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh. I think The Holiday would work because I, mm. I, I, think, I think it follows that classic musical theatre plot device of it's two odd couples simultaneously with a bit of a love triangle thing happening. At the same mm. time, no, I like it. Plus, plus the fact that it's like the cross-cultural thing of England and America, it would do well on Broadway and the West End. I mean, it's just ticking so many boxes. But I think it would be probably garbage. <laughs> no, it has like that early internet house swap thing, which I think I wouldn't update at all. Because then, if you turn it into an Airbnb musical, it's just not going to work. Like, I like the idea that they're effectively firing up MS-DOS and trying to swap houses <laughs> with each other. And Cameron Diaz, like Cameron Diaz moves out of her mansion into some quaint hovel in the West Country. <laughs> like, she gets a raw yeah. deal out of the whole thing. This is true. Though, she does end up with Jude Law. Rather than Jack, Jack Black. Black. It's, <laughs> um. it's, it's true. It's true. Like, of the, of the two options, that's probably the better one. But each to their own, you know? Silver linings and all that. <laughs> but yeah. Do you have one, Keen? I don't know. A very Harold and Kumar Christmas, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. I am I, I'm I'm really not sure. Like I do think that Die Hard would make an amazing musical. Yeah, that is um, true. And oh. I don't know why I pronounce it Die Hard rather than Die Hard, <laughs> but <laughs> But there you go. For legal reasons, <laughs> we have to say die hard. Die hard. <laughs> Sounds like a chemical compound at that yeah. point. Two <laughs> milligrams of die hard. Uh, I think that would be. I think that would be pretty sweet. I'm really tempted for an Arnold Schwarzenegger jingle all the way musical. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I think with like numbers like it's turbo time and all that kind of. <laughs> 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 Both of your options have a very strong German accent requirement. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, 
Yeah. Neither of them played by a German. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, that's good. Let's go with Jingle all the way. I just <laughs> I just think that's going to be fun. Yes. Yes. That is going to be fun. That's going to be good. I mean, like, like we should mm. say that we're actually quite short for options because almost every Christmas movie with songs in it has already been turned into a stage musical at this Completely. point. Mm. And it's mm. incredibly hard to find. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I Googled of actually musical mm. right now, I would not be surprised to find out. Oh, yeah. But I mean, any of the older ones, like one of my favorite Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. But I believe that there are three separate musicals written God. about It's a Wonderful Life. So I think I'm going to get Gary Barlow to do the music for Love Actually, the musical. Oh, my God. You genius. He's <laughs> obligatory. I don't know why that just popped into my head. I was like, Gary yeah. Barlow has to write the music for this. Yeah, there is a Love Actually question mark uh, a musical parody so back into the punctuation it's a parody talk. though it's a parody it's not it's not yeah. legit yeah this is a serious piece of theater we're talking about here now <laughs> gary barlow for god's sake <laughs> Jim Firth is going to write the book for it we're basically getting oh, the creative team behind calendar girls and musical back together well i cannot wait to see any or speaking more realistically all of these musicals hit broadway in the very near future because I don't know about you guys, I think we're going to be inundated with calls from producers. And oh. Mr. Producer, if you want to get in touch with The Oddcast, you can by emailing us at theoddcast at oddtheatre.com or if you happen not to have an email account or your Gmail went out, you can mm. get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at The Oddcast by Odd Theatre or Twitter at The Oddcast by Odd. That brings us to the close of the very last episode of 2020 it has been quite a journey this year look how far we've come since march March, uh 14 episodes and three scary short stories although arguably Mm, all of the episodes were scary but very scary long stories but still long stories you see my fear is is that rather than our calendars and our phones turning to (laughs) 1121 They're going to go 113 2020. And this is in fact not the end of 2020. So we're heading for lousy smart weather. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah. we can't take anything for granted. Yeah, for the first of smart to happen after the 31st of December, yeah. I wouldn't put it past 2020 to bring us bring yeah. us there. I do have to thank you boys for uh sharing this 2020 musical Odyssey with me. And thank you very and much. And I also do have to give a shout out to my fiance, for those of you who don't know her, Emma Kilduff, for all of the artwork this year that you see, our faces plastered onto iconic musical theatre photographs. They have never looked They've so never good. looked so good. I'm getting them made into a wallpaper and I'm just going to do one of my walls in my room. Just all of our faces. <laughs> Fantastic. I thought you were a considerable improvement over Samantha Barks. <laughs> but... Yeah, she needed taken down a peg or two. But uh, it has been wonderful. We will be back. The Oddcast will return on Monday, the 11th of January. So take out your Spotify's, your Apple Podcasts, your Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to right now and hit subscribe, follow, add it to your library, whatever your app requires you to do. But don't miss us coming back in January and more quality oddcast content and quantity don't forget we won't the forget the quantity <laughs> arguably there's an oversell the quality arguably there's more the... quantity than quality 
But <laughs> and you know, get in touch and let us know if there's something you want us to add to the show or to remove. Yeah. Not pointing fingers. Yeah, any of the personnel. Uh, nothing is <laughs> nothing is above being caught. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it, not only for this episode, but for 2020 in general, we hope. Please, God, let there be no more to this year. If you want to get in touch with us, you can by email at theoddcast at oddtheatre.com or on Facebook or Instagram at theoddcast by oddtheatre or lastly on Twitter at theoddcast by odd. There's nothing left for us to do now but to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a happy musical new year stay safe